I would like to be the first to welcome all of our listeners back to episode five of the podcast. And let me just say, this has been a ride. A um, little insider information. This is our third take for a number of reasons. No, uh, let, no, let me explain. Of, mostly because of... <laughs> first time, first time, it just wasn't our best take. We thought we could do better. Wasn't our best foot. So we said, yep. you know what? No problem. Let's run through the whole thing again. Second time, we absolutely knocked it out of the park. Home run. I'm excited to show the listeners our second take. And I tell everyone to send it me the files. And Cam just says, my app crashed. Audio file's gone. And yeah. so now this is our third take all the way through. I'll be honest. I've been happier in my life. And you know what? But I'm ready to make it's third time's a charm. Let's go. Third time is a charm. And um, on that note, other than your current state of emotion, Lucas, how have you been doing this week? I'd say it's been a very solid week. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm excited for this episode. Me too. And I'm excited for this podcast in general. One of the things that makes me most excited about it is the people who listen are fans. And I say fans jokingly. I mean, are we big enough to call them fans? I don't know. But we have we have listeners who tune in weekly, and this episode would not have been possible without them. Lucas, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so what we have planned for you guys today is a Q&A style episode. We put on our social media that we were doing this, and a lot of you guys sent in uh, questions that you guys have for us, and we're going to do our best to answer as many as we can to the best of our ability. Which, and that was hard because, I mean, I think we probably sifted through over two or 3,000 questions. We had to narrow it down to just 20. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely way too many fans for this style of an episode, but we made it work. Yeah, I, when you're as big as we are, that's what you got to do. You got to roll with the punches but every good q a session has someone who runs it kind of referred to as a moderator lucas could you share why this specific co-host slash moderator is special to you and me yeah so we can't do this this type of episode by ourselves we need someone to ask us the questions we need someone to guide we need someone to guide our conversation so we decided to bring in one of our biggest supporters she hasn't taken her hoodie off she hasn't even washed it folks she is the first to post every single episode uh, on her social media. She gives us feedback. It's my cousin. Really, it's both me and Cam's cousin. We share it's you know, a we share cousin. girlfriends. We share family yeah. members, parents, everything. Yeah. So my cousin, Emma. Emma, why don't you uh, say hello to the listeners? What's up, podcast? All right, boys, we'll kick it off with question number one. Uh, what's your dream car and favorite place to live? Yeah, I'll start with this one. Um, I actually am not into cars at all. I would go as far to say that I don't like cars. I am a firm believer that if it has four wheels and a steering wheel and it gets you from point A to point B, then it is just as good as any any other car out there. But for the sake of this podcast, if I had to answer the question, I'm going to go with a Tesla just because of mm. all the dope bells and whistles that come with it i think there's a lot of cool stuff that it can do as far as dream place to live man i don't think i would choose anywhere else but where i live today in sunny southern california i can't imagine myself ever living anywhere else i don't want to live anywhere else it's just too good to leave and though it may be expensive 
I don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah, I will say Mr. Uh, Elon Musk has done quite the great job with that Tesla. I would get a all black Jeep. I'd lift it, big tires, top down. I mean, that's the dream. As far as where I live, I'm kind of a restless person. So this is where I would start after college. But I guarantee I would move um, Laguna Beach. And I mean, it sounds expensive. It sounds fancy. But by the time we get our first round of, you know, revenue from this podcast, we should should be very reachable. I might even buy like the whole block and call it the Anklos enough yeah, beach I mean, or something. We're expecting the revenue at that point to be somewhere around seven figures, maybe eight. And at that point, yeah, yeah. we'll be able to buy a couple of houses all next to each other. Uh, just everyone that works for our company will all live by each other. Just easy to access. And that's why this question was funny when it said dream car and dream place. Because it's like these dreams are becoming a reality through our podcast. Right, right. This question comes from Jenna. And this is important because I'm, I'm going to uh, say it verbatim. If you could eat dinner with okay, one person. Oh boy present or history who would it be (laughs) i really hope jenna met present or yeah present or history that's funny jenna we love you oh we love you jenny okay i'll kick this one off man there's a lot of great people that have walked this earth but if i could just pick one it's gonna be the uh great christian thinker author c.s lewis you know, I think he's a guy who brought a lot of new and unique ideas and perspectives to um, the Christian faith and the Christian walk. And on top of that, I think he was ahead of his time in the way he thought. And I just think a dinner with him, like the amount of knowledge I could soak in about the important things in my life would be very hard to match. As far as present people, as you know, living people, I mean, Tom Brady. That's the short answer. The reason why, I mean, obviously he's, he's the football goat. He's a Michigan man, U of M. But I think his mentality and his will to win is it's it's on that level as same level as Kobe Bryant. You know, it's on that whatever it takes level. And I just would like to get a piece of that over dinner to see where I could apply that in my life. Yeah, uh, I definitely I wrestled with this question a lot because, like you said, there's so many. So many different answers, and I'd love to eat dinner with so many different people. But if I had to choose someone from the past or history, as Jenna would say, I would probably go with Jackie Robinson. And yes, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a Dodger fan. Mm. But yes, I would love to talk baseball with him and talk about his accomplishments on the field and how great of a player he was but obviously this man was bigger than baseball to break the color barrier and in a time like that with all the hate and threats he was receiving to still keep his mind on the task at hand and block out all that noise to the best of his abilities Man, for someone with that type of courage and that type of uh, mental toughness, Lord knows how much I could take from him in just a dinner. Yeah, that's really cool. And then for present, I would probably choose, I'd probably choose Kanye West. And if you haven't listened to Kanye interviews, Uh I highly suggest you do because the dude is weird. But he, 
he's very successful and he gets things done and he continues to succeed after yeah. all this time being at the top of the game. And I don't know, I think having that unique perspective on life that he seems to have, uh, being able to talk through that with him and, and gain a new perspective myself would be super cool. Oh, and that you would be on your toes that entire right, Yeah, you'd never know what that man's going to say. This is a super easy one. Who are your celebrity crushes? Zendaya. J-Lo. I know she's a lot older than me, but she's a queen. She only gets more beautiful with age. I mean, those two answers, how could you go wrong? Yeah, enough said. Next question. All right, this is a really good one. A lot of the listeners want to know how you choose your guests, see if they have a chance to be on the podcast. Mm. This is a good one. This like was that. one that we kind of collectively came up with an answer because I think yeah. there is a significant difference between the term co-host and guest. Agreed. Expand. Co-host is someone that can add to the specific topic that the episode is discussing and kind of add a new perspective that we might not have as opposed to a guest is someone who has lived or is currently living an experience that we are interested in and we are interested in learning more about. I would say a guest is significantly cooler than us. Yeah. But the way I like to think of it is co-host adds to a topic. Well, a guest is the topic. You take our Kirk Cousins interview, for example. Kirk was our first and only guest, and the entire episode was based on him and the questions we asked him and the answers he gave. That was the episode. Right. And uh, flip side of that, someone like Cameron in last episode, she was a co-host because she added a female perspective to the topic of dating, which is super necessary and one that we can't get. Can we expect any uh, any interesting guests on the podcast anytime soon? Yeah, you're just going to have to stay tuned. We've got plenty more Definitely. where that came from. We got a couple tricks up our sleeve, if you will. All we're going to say is Kirk Cousins is not the biggest one. So the next question is simply, why are you Christian? That's a really good question. Before I answer, I just want to say, like, this is a topic that, or this is an answer that I can't fully give in the time I have to answer this question. So there's much more to it, but uh, I'll do my best. So I think, first and foremost, all humans have, like, emptiness and they have a hole they need to fill um and the things of this world cannot fill it maybe for a time it could be the things of this world could fill you for a day or a week or a month or even years but nothing that is from this world will make you whole permanently and i think that's where it takes something like being a Christian to fill that hole like Jesus is he was here before we were during and after and he will always be God never started he's just always been and I think believing in something that great or someone that great who's literally the the greatest being you can imagine knowing that 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 someone calls me his son is what fills me um, and I think m- kind of more with that I move into the topic of happiness versus joy. When you're a Christian and you know you're saved and every wrongdoing you do is forgiven, you can live free and with a joy and a hope that this life on earth, this like broken temporary life, isn't it? You know, because happiness is fleeting. It's temporary. It depends on your circumstances and it always won't be there. But 
when you have a true joy that's biblically based and based in faith, I mean, that's that's as real as it gets. But I mean, with both of those being said, you can always go back to the obvious answer. My parents are the reason it started. Um, both my parents are very, like, very strong Christians, and they, uh, I was an every Sunday going kid growing up. Let me rephrase that. I went to church every Sunday as a kid growing up, and uh, Christian school, youth group Wednesday nights. I mean, I was, I won't want to say forced, but strongly, strongly encouraged to accept Jesus from a young age, which I'm very glad about. Yeah, I think for me, it is similar that it kind of started off as as not really my own faith. It was, uh, I went to Christian school, so it was what I was taught and so in my mind, if that's what the teachers are telling me is true, then it has to be true, uh, just like anything else in school. It wasn't until recently, really, maybe the last calendar year or even less than that, where I've really taken it upon myself to make it my own and figure out, okay, why why do you believe this? And I think the first answer is sounds really simple, but life with Jesus is just better and I've 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 lived life without him and I and I've lived life with him and just everything about your life is just better with him and I think and I think also I've seen I've seen what he has done in people's lives around me, and I've seen what he's done in my life, and I just, I have no other option but to believe, uh, but to believe and, and to have faith. And another interesting thing that I thought of when thinking about my answer to this question, and it's definitely not the reason why I'm a Christian, but I think it's very interesting and worth noting, is that um, one of my high school teachers told me this, and I think he or told the class this, and I think he read this in a book or something, but he said that Christians have the most to gain and the least to lose. And what that means is, man, if if we're right in our religion— what we have to gain is eternity in heaven and that's the that's the greatest gain known to man and and if we're wrong i mean what do we have to lose our life ends okay i mean we we lived a life that uh, for something that we believed in and if we're wrong there's nothing really to lose yeah i know i think that's really really good it's a really really cool thought and encouraging for someone who might be in doubt uh so this one is from your second uh biggest fan gavin most embarrassing moment together as well as your favorite moment together yeah and i think that's a sweet question uh before we get into the question shout out to gavin because like emma he also has taken (laughs) off his merch and we'll hear him on Fortnite with all his middle school friends, and he's not telling his friends where the enemy is. He's telling them he's telling them to buy merch. He's he's asking them if they've heard the podcast episode yet. And he's he's also a very early poster on his social media. We really appreciate him. I'll start answering this question with favorite moment. Um, you gotta know, um, Lucas and I both participated in something called Broadway Showcase during high school. Basically, to sum it up, a musical. And it was our freshman year. 
we had a really great year acquired together. We loved the director. Everyone loved this guy, but it was his last year, and he had been a part of Broadway, and he had done so many, like, cool things for the program and helped it out so much, and, you know, he's just this great guy that everyone loved, but he had decided that it was time for him to pursue something else. So the curtain falls on the last night, the final show, and man i mean it was just an emotional moment because it was the senior's last performance it was you know the director's last performance but lucas and i were both on stage and at this point in our friendship we had not really gotten deep yet so he'd never seen me cry i'm a crier i'd never seen him cry he's not a crier but in this moment when that curtain fell and we locked eyes like it was a beautiful movie. I feel like we we ran to to each other in slow motion. And we interlocked arms and we hugged and we just cried together. And it was just such a beautiful thing. And I think that was the first moment that Lucas and I really had like a deep, close moment. And it was just beautiful. It wasn't as dramatic as Cam's making it sound at all. We cried together. It was cool, whatever. Embarrassing moment also has to do with Broadway Showcase. We auditioned as a duet one time. Neither of us... Horrible neither idea. Neither of us are John Legend. I would actually go as far as saying we are both horrible singers. So I don't know what made us think singing together would make it any better, but we did. Or or at all. And we sang in two completely different keys. We prepared the day of... It went awful. We got laughed at. Even all of even our director told us it was bad. We still made the number though. But I don't even like to think about it. I don't ever want to hear the song again. It was from Hairspray. Next question. Yeah, please move on ASAP. All right. I know you guys uh, are really careful about your bodies, what you put into them, how you work them out. So Mason wants to know what your workout routines are. Well, let me just preface this by saying... I need to be more careful about what I put into my body. You know, I'm I'm all for staying in shape, but I'm also all for a good cookie. So uh, it's it's really a delicate balance. But I'll I'll take this one first. I'm on an off season program from my team at Hope, so that that keeps me pretty in routine. It's it's a lot of weightlifting, it's a lot of agility and sprints, and that's that's usually about four days a week three four days a week and on the days i'm not doing that i'm doing my own thing lots of body weight stuff cardio you know jogger on the block which is rare for me i'm not a runner you know i'm i'm built like a brick not a runner i enjoy a good bike ride and uh lucas has actually got me into boxing he'll show more on that but uh Oh, also, lately I've been huge on yoga. I try to get a session in before bed. I'll probably do it after this since this is our third take. Um, but that's me. I mean, what can I say? I'm basically the the uh, future cover of Men's Health magazine, <laughs> Dad Bod Edition, Lucas. Yeah, right now I try to like lift weights like five or six times a week. Um, I try to do cardio like three or four. That might be like a walk, a run, her boxing, like Cam said. Well, Lucas, you're you're a lot more careful about what you eat than me. Is there a reason? Um. Well, the way I'm built, I have to be a lot more careful with what I eat. I'm I'm on the mm. shorter side, so I'm very compact and I'm squished down. That doesn't allow. There's not a lot of place for that extra yeah, weight to exactly. go. Yeah, exactly. 
And recently, I actually just declared a minor in nutrition. So I feel like there's it, there's even more pressure for me to stay in shape if I'm going to minor in nutrition and have that on my degree. So I feel like I, you can't be fat with a nutrition minor. Uh, assuming that Cam lays off the chocolate milk, if you could play for one sports team, who would it be? Man, Detroit Lions. They've never won a Super Bowl. I'm a big football guy. If I could bring a a ring to the city of Detroit, that would be sweet. Yeah, mine's mine's easy. I'd I'd play baseball. It's the most money. It's the least taxing on your body. And I'd play for a storied franchise like the Los Angeles Dodgers. The second best team in LA. Right, so we have a lot of stimulus checks, free money going around. If you guys had one million dollars tax free, that's important. What would you do with it? This is a great question. One of my favorites. I'll answer first. I would pay off Hope College first because that's a a glaring need. Then I would pay off my brother's high school tuitions um, just to take care of them, take care of my parents with that. Um, I'd buy that Jeep I mentioned earlier, and I'd probably set aside money for all the repairs I would need because Jeeps break down. I would buy my mom a car. Nothing too fancy. She doesn't like to be flashy. Maybe like a, a Range Rover would suit her. And then I would help my dad buy a house just because that's my way of saying thank you for everything he's done for me growing up. And then I've kind of been dabbling with stocks lately, so I might want to toss in a little bit of money towards the stocks, maybe a good 100 to 150 grand in some investments, see what that pays out like. And with whatever's left, I'm just going to not touch it, put it in a a savings account watch it grow through the years with interest and by the time i retire i hopefully be will be able to live off it i think for me i would definitely pay off college first that's quite a hefty check and then i would also buy my mother a car but unlike mrs s i i i think my mom would would like the luxury so i would try to pimp pimp joanne out and in a nice Mm. whip yeah yeah yeah. and other than that there's nothing else too big that i would want to buy um i'd probably just try to save the rest as best as i can and and watch it grow as well well our first zoom call the uh time expired so i'm waiting for these other two to hop in these are the problems you run into when it's your third take of the night and it is 1 30 in the morning Emma, if you could please take this opportunity to uh, lead us into our next question. All right. This one's pretty easy as well. If you could have three things on an island, what would you bring? And that's a together, by the way. Well, on the contrary, Emma, that one's pretty tough. You've got to think about survival, um, and that's not always easy. So Lucas and I teamed up on this answer. We put our heads together, and this is what we came up with. Uh, first and foremost, we have a machete. Uh, machete has multiple purposes. You can slit the throat of tigers and lions. You can chop down coconut trees to build shelter. You can crack open coconuts and different types of fruit with it to get nutrients. And on top of it all, you can shave to be looking fresh when you're discovered. Uh, next up, we came up with a raft, an inflatable raft, probably pretty heavy duty. With that, you could fish, you could lay out in the sun, float it on the ocean, you could even dive off it and have competitions. Um, our first two items were pretty, you know, rugged outdoorsy, so we figured we'd uh, continue on with that theme. 
And uh, our third item would be a Brita filter. Uh, Top-rated water filter in the U.S. can filter any water in large amounts. I think that would really keep us healthy between the uh, clean water and roast lion. And if you had a fourth item? Hmm. Good question. Thinking on my feet here, it's got to be the podcast setup. Podcasting from a deserted island? Yeah, no, that's next level. All right, next question is a common misconception about you both. My answer was super easy. I think that people often view me as very hard to approach and hard to talk to and oftentimes rude. And while I am not the most friendly person, I will admit that. It's okay, buddy. And my resting face isn't the most pleasant. I will also admit that. I think that I can be quite a nice person once you talk to me. I think that... No, I think that's true. I think if you can get past the first interaction like Cameron and I did... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just think that you are a lot like an egg... Um, but you're a tough to crack egg, but once you're cracked, you taste really, really good. Um, meaning you're great to be around. Um, I guess that leaves me. My answer is a little different. A lot of people know me as just this happy all the time, excited, happy go lucky kid. And while I am those things, I think um, I'm happier than I lead on to be. So misconception about me is that I am happy 24-7. Um, yes, I'm optimistic. Yes, I have joy. Yes, I have a very, very good life. But I go through things and I struggle with things and I'm bad at things just like any other person. So that's mine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not as happy-go-lucky as I pretend I am. So Cam, you do come off pretty fearless in general but uh what was your biggest fear going into college i've always been one to do well with change i'm a i'm a pretty i can i can get along with anyone so i don't think that college was too big of a fear for me but you know what there actually is one that i bet you almost every college freshman in america went through and it's not an easy one i mean i still haven't been able to get over it to this day and i still struggle with it but um I haven't done a load of laundry yet. That was my biggest fear going into college, and it still is my biggest fear today. Lucky for me, my grandma lives a half hour from campus, and bless her soul. Shout out, Nons. I know you listen to this probably eight times. Yeah, I think laundry is also an easy answer for me. Um, my, I'm not ashamed to say that my mother did my laundry. She packed all my lunches. She cleaned my room. She did everything for me growing up so just the fear of living without joanne was definitely there but i think bigger than that i think it was just the fear of not being able to find my people and find the group that i fit in with i found a super great group of people in high school that i got to be around and i didn't want you know i wanted my college friends to reach that standard that those friends had set and I was afraid that, that I wouldn't find a group uh, like that again. And I, I chose a school that was big into the party life, big into the Greek life. And I'm not, I'm not about that life. So I knew it would be a little tougher for me. And it was. It took me a while. But I think um, 
I finally did find my group of people I fit in with, and I'm super grateful for that. That's really cool. Uh, Mrs. Snoo asks, do you still eat dry protein powder? Yes, and I've added raw eggs. So, boys, you were both um, pretty prominent athletes in your class. <laughs> so what was your favorite high school sports experience? Yeah, this is a, this puts me in my feels. Yeah, high school sports is the number one thing I miss. There's nothing like it. Uh, even Kirk Cousins said that high school sports is his favorite level, and he's playing it on the biggest stage. Yeah, there's no argument. High school sports is the most pure. It's the most fun. As far as participation goes, there's nothing better. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, you start. Lucas. For me. The first one I got to experience was my freshman year. I got pulled up to the varsity team, uh, volleyball, and I got to be a part of their CIF championship team. Super great group of guys. Um, They welcomed me in. I only got to practice them because obviously I rode the bench every game. Um, I got a free ring out of it. That was just awesome to be along uh, on that journey with them. But I think... It sounds weird probably to a lot of current athletes, but, and I dreaded it myself during the time, but man, I would do anything for another, you know, day or week of practicing with my team. And that sounds weird, but man, nothing beats practicing with all your best friends, playing the sport you guys love, you know, all the jokes and practice, all the messing around, all the laughs. Yeah, I, I would I would love to just practice again. And then finally, I, I'm not an athlete, so I think this applies more to me because you are an athlete, but I think it's just the competition aspect of it. I miss, you know, having the pressure to perform and going out there and, you know, trying to accomplish your goals with your team and and having that pressure of of doing your part and making it happen and you know the rivalries and the competition with the other team and everything that comes along with it just that feeling of of uh fierce competition you know i i participate in intramurals and stuff in college but it'll never be the same as as going out there with a team with one goal in mind and 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 doing your part to make it happen the glaring one is my sophomore year it's similar to lucas i was lucky enough to be pulled to varsity for playoffs lucas was with me so he has two rings i have one but we won a football championship that year and uh you know again tons of memories practicing was so much fun and on top of like a championship we met a lot of cool people that we you know we still talk to today upperclassmen that we otherwise probably would have been too scared to talk to you know next i think of a really specific moment my junior year um i didn't play as much as any other year of high school because i was behind a guy named darian green who went on to play University of Massachusetts and is now at Idaho State fighting for a starting spot. And I was behind him, but, you know, he's kind of soft, so he was either hurt or needed a breather. So uh, on a fourth and two in a pretty crucial moment against Ontario Christian, who's our rival, Coach Garner called an A-gap blitz, double, double A-gap for the backers. Center picked the wrong backer, or maybe the right backer, didn't pick me which probably was the good move because I hadn't hardly played that game. And uh, I shot the gap and made the play. And, you know, it was a really cool moment, really fortunate that I was able to be in the right spot at the right time 
and that was I mean it was right in front of the student section, so much fun. And then last, you'd probably never guess this about me, but I'm actually a big volleyball guy. And when I say big volleyball guy, I mean I was a uh, JV player my junior year. Though I will admit, what I lacked in skill, I made up for heart and soul. I was I was the energy. I was the heart and soul of that junior varsity yeah, team. You were. The I mean one one weekend, Coach Jason must have been feeling feeling generous because he called me up to the big leagues he, and he actually uh, invited the entire jv team because we were short on players but keep going Nah, what i like to tell people is he saw the promise in me and uh brought me up and uh i got to be on varsity for a weekend and uh, recorded my first and only varsity kill which was a tip a weekend and let me just say before lucas says anything it was an absolute bang job i mean I had never seen a ball bounce so straight up off of a, a spike, off of a kill. I will admit that Cam was never much of a uh, a hard hitter, but during warm-ups that weekend of that tournament, I don't know what it was, but when he was getting sets from me in warm-ups, he was bouncing balls like like he was, Dude, was six four line. like he had a 48 inch vert and he was hitting them all over the court and and i didn't know what got into him but yeah we we did get to block together in a game and i got to set him for his kills cute moment yeah it, it was probably you know one of the cuter moments we've had but man i was just banging line that game i was banging baseline side i was just banging every line um and, you know, I, I'll tell anyone who asks, had I been a varsity that whole season, there would be another banner in our gym. Absolutely. We would have won the <laughs> ship. But uh, actually, when we went to playoffs, I uh, faked an ankle injury because I still wanted to be a part of the team, but I hated volleyball so much. I didn't want to practice. <laughs> Wait, so my, uh Yeah, no, remember my sprained <laughs> yeah, ankle? Yeah, you like iced it every practice. Oh, no, I know. I, I never sprained my ankle. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would, I would tell Coach Jason every day, like, I'm getting, I'm, it's getting better, but I'm not there yet, and just secretly hoping the next game would be the last. <laughs> That's funny. Next question. All right, this question is from Miss Cortez, and she wants to know why is Miss Cortez your favorite teacher? Lucas, I, you take this one first. I, I can't say the word favorite, Mrs. Cortez, because. There's a probably about three te- of my high school teachers listening right now. But what I will say is you are one of my favorites. All the teachers listening are definitely at the top. But I will say that... Except for that one. Except for that one. <laughs> I will say that we, we had some really amazing teachers uh, in high school. We were super blessed. They all legitimately cared about all of us. Um... They pushed us, and uh, we're feeling the effects of them still in college today. Yeah, yeah, and I think if I can just add something, it's kind of like the cool thing or, like, the popular thing to do at Valley is, like, oh, I hate Valley. Get me out of here. This sucks. Like, everyone hates being at Valley. I mean, I literally saw it on someone's Snapchat today, like, you know, can't wait to get out of here type of thing. But you guys don't realize how lucky you are to have teachers that are spending hours with you outside of class, 
that are seriously praying for you on their own time. You've got teachers who know more about you than some of your friends do. I mean, you're not going to find teachers like that at, at another school. And I promise you, you're not going to find teachers like that in college, no matter where you go. Um, so don't take that for granted. I know not everyone has the same experience as me, but you, if you're still at Valley, you're lucky. And if you went to Valley, you're lucky. That being said, why is Cortez my favorite teacher? Um, Cortez, you are a great teacher. However, I only had you for a week because um, I think I failed our first test in Spanish 4. And um, once my buddies dropped after that, I was like, yeah, that's it for me too. I dropped your class. But I think we would have been the best of friends. I mean, we basically are already. But um, you're definitely in like the top 50 from that staff, in my opinion. So, boys, since you're best friends and you know everything there is to know about each other, could you wreck each other's lives? You're talking like you blackmail? To? Yes. I don't think so. Because, no. I mean, I don't think we've done anything bad enough to wreck yeah. our own lives. You know, I, I could I could we, definitely get Cam grounded for a, a lengthy period of time, but not wreck his life. Yeah. We've, do- we've both done some things that we shouldn't have, but nothing like that bad. No. We couldn't. Answers, no. The TV incident, Cam? Yeah. And you know what? That's the last they're going to hear about the TV incident. They, that's all they know, and then that's all they need to know. TV incident. Don't tell TNS. Not Shout out TNS. TNS, though. Um. So, boys, what's your favorite high school memory overall? Puts me in my feels again. I'd say we probably share a couple of them. First and foremost, I think it probably has to be our mission trip to Zuni, New Mexico. We got to, yeah, we got to teach um, an elementary, middle school, and, you know, got to... Yeah, build relationships with the kids. We got to build relationship with an awesome team of people that we went with, and it was it was truly a life changing experience. And I think also for me, I would have to say uh, Broadway showcase again. I know we mentioned it a lot, but that's a huge part of your life in general. Yeah, I did it for twelve years, and the relationships you build, um, and just I go into rehearsals with all your friends and, you know, performing on stage. Never thought I would, you know, like to sing and dance like that, but I would do anything to perform again like that. It was a lot of fun. That's one of the best parts about Broadway is seeing people get outside their comfort zone. Right, yeah, it's just a different side of people. Um, Okay, so I guess it leaves me. Like Lucas, I said Zuni, we shared that one. I mean, it sounds cliche, but those kids taught me just as much as i might have taught them probably way more oh and then dallas our junior year we went to dallas with choir we both hate singing with everything we have just a lot of cool moments touring cowboy stadium we had some great food you know texas has the best food texas people are so nice you know we went to a skyscraper in downtown dallas and looked over the city one of our choir members, Cole, even had a cute romantic moment in the jacuzzi one night where he actually sang an unplanned duet with a girl from another choir. Um, yeah, it's sneaking out of our room at, you know, late hours of the night. Just just so many good memories. 
I think that's actually, you know, I got one more that I didn't say in the previous two podcasts, podcast takes, and this one's kind of unique to me. Graduation was so special because when I walked across the stage and shook the hand and grabbed the diploma, it got to be from my father. And I think that's just an irreplaceable moment because that's a huge moment for anyone's life. But the fact that I could be up there hugging my dad on that stage was so special. All right, uh, Lucas, I'm going to ask you to start this next question off because it's from your sister, someone who's very important to you, near and dear to your life, very uh, influential, if you will, so I would be careful with your answer. The three most influential people in your lives. She is extremely influential, and I look up to her greatly, but I'm going to leave siblings out of this one. I'm not going to leave family out of this one, though. I know that's a cop-out, but I can't help but say my parents are the first two, and I think for very different reasons. First, my mom, she kind of gave me um, kind of the way I interact with others and mostly how I treat the people that I love and that are close to me. And if you don't know my mom, she is uh, very crazy, but in the best way possible. She is the type of person that if you come for her or her loved ones, uh, she's going to cut you. And that's it for you guys. It's it's just point blank, period. And I think that's kind of where I have learned you know, loyalty and, and kind of that ride or die characteristic is um, from my mom. Um, because that's how particularly she treats her family. Yeah, that, that's definitely something I see in both of you. As far as from my dad, um, it's more of how I attack things and how I approach things in my life. Uh, specifically, my work ethic. It's been the number one thing he's preached to me since I was little. And the thing about it with him is that there's never been benchmarks. There's never been I have to reach mm. this specific benchmarks. Of course, he's always um, held me to a high standard. But um, it's always been, you know what, just make sure you outwork the person next to you despite, you know, what right. natural talents each of you may have. And I think that's where I've found the most success. And in every aspect of my life so far that has served me well, just knowing that um, I'm always going to push myself to be the best version of myself by working as hard as I possibly can. And I'd say the third person would probably be someone that I've recently met uh, in the last couple months, but has been very influential in that short period of time. Um, he's a friend from college. His name is Griffin. And um he is actually discipling me, which is like a um, sort of mentor in my faith type relationship. And um, just just admire the way he lives his life, particularly the way he lives out his faith. It's something that I would be uh, super fortunate uh, to mimic one day. And um, yeah, definitely influential in my life. That's beautiful. For me, I'm going to go away from the family route, though the obvious answers are T and S. Number one, Mr. Scott Tamiga, a.k.a. Mr. T, a.k.a. the man, the myth, the legend. But man, Mr. T is just one of those guys that makes everyone feel like his best friend. I mean, he cares about every student 
I, I would say like they're his kid and just the amount of love he's able to show everyone you know despite their circumstance despite um how close they are like he's just one of the most loving humble guys i know and i i really look up to that he's so intentional with the way he speaks and acts and i really admire that um second would be mr bill garner my high school football coach for a number of years my position coach so we uh, had a lot of one-on-one time throughout the years talking about football yes but talking about things like faith and girl problems and family problems and like school issues like Garner's just one of those guys that was always there to offer me a good word but on top of that is a good listener you know he listens to understand and not to respond and uh he's also a real loyal guy like he would go to war with me man and when I say war I mean war and then um last is less of a a personal role model influencer but more of like a uh by examples Kirk Cousins we had him on the podcast and you heard you heard his story and what he has to say so many great things to say um I, I love how unashamed he is about himself and his faith and those are two things that I I chase every day because I've seen what it's done for him and you know once you reach a place where you're unashamed about who you are and what you believe, it's it's a dangerous level of freedom. Cam, I'm going to assume that this one is aimed at you. It's from Mama Winters, and she asks, why or do you procrastinate in college like high school? Yeah, this was this was a direct shot at you. Yep. Um, the answer is yes. Or I mean, I don't. I procrastinate more. Yes, I do. Pro- procrastinate more it's easier there's less people holding me accountable i don't have class every day so it's just so easy to put it off to the last minute and i mean literally the last minute but let me just add shout out mama winters because as hard as college has been college english was a breeze yeah and i'll just share that saying high school english was not a breeze i actually have I mean, I'm not usually one to share my grades, but I had an A minus in college level English, college English, and I think I finished my second semester senior year with a C minus in high school English. So as much as I hated it in the moment, no better teacher to prepare you for the next level. But back to procrastination, I am a firm believer that you put your best work forward when you wait to the last minute. Absolutely. I, I mean... When I save an entire essay for the night before, it's A-plus work. And that's what I plan on doing for the rest of my uh, academic career. Oh, me too. And there's no question about that. Uh, This one is from our second favorite co-host. And he asks, why are you two so cute? You know, it's funny you would ask. I think the answer is two wrongs make a right. I think this podcast is a good example of that. Uh, Thank you, Emma. Uh, And last but not least... What is your favorite thing about each other? You want me to start? Um, all right, Lucas, you touched on this earlier, my my fellow co-host, but your fierce loyalty is one of my favorite things. And I've always been a believer that when your bro messes up, you defend them in public and correct them in private. And you do a great job of that. When I'm wrong in front of people, you still got my back. And when we're behind closed doors, you you tell me what I did and how to fix it. And I really appreciate that. I think it's I think it's a good trait that you have. Um, so loyalty, you know, you hold me accountable. 
and uh you're very trustworthy i could trust you with anything i i trust you with a lot already um we um, we said you couldn't end my life but i mean you you definitely could uh make it more difficult for me so uh that's probably a couple things i appreciate if you'd be as so kind as to uh share yours yeah, I'm, this is the first time I've heard I, this. Guys. I'm not much into this telling people how you feel type thing, but for the sake of the podcast, we're all into vulnerability, so I'll do it. I think that uh, a very good word to describe Camden is genuine, and it's it's being genuine in the way he loves, um, and this is not just uh, love for the people close to him and around him but it's love for everyone he encounters i think that um anytime you walk away from a conversation with cam i think that you just feel better about yourself there's this uh, positive confidence and positive feeling um coming away from that conversation that interaction and that's just because of the energy and the vibes that he uh gives off and i think that i'm just naturally gravitated towards people that are very different than me because i don't do a great job with things like that and i think that uh that is um that is an area where i definitely lean on cam uh to uh, really balance me out lucas that's very sweet of you which is crazy because you guys are absolute polar opposites. I mean, I have never met two boys who are more unlike each other and get along so well. The way I like to think of it is, um, you know, we what I lack, you have, and what you lack, I have. And a lot of people have compared us in the past to Jordan and Pippen or Kobe and Shaq. I know we draw that comparison a lot. But let me correct the people who say that. Let me correct. I mean, we we draw that comparison a lot. Don't don't kid yourselves. Let me continue by saying, when you think of those duos, there's one who's better than the other. But no, I would like to propose that we are simply Michael Jordan A and Michael Jordan B. Right. It's just Jordan Jordan. Neither of us are better, but we do come in a package deal. You can't have one without the other. Period. Yep. And I think there's no better way to put it. Well, I think that about wraps up this fifth episode. This one was super awesome. We really appreciate uh, you guys as uh, listeners for helping us out because ultimately this this episode could only go as far as you guys let it. And you guys uh, came in with a lot of super good questions. Uh, we were very surprised. You guys yeah, very it. pleased. And it was super awesome to uh to answer these i had a lot of fun with this one let me just end it in the best way possible your favorite co-host signing off alongside your second favorite co-host and the less good one thank you for listening